This is the happy hour. You guys know the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. It's the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clary with you. What's up, Rico? Killer. How's the day? Great. I feel like I'm not I will. I, I'll fix you. Don't okay. Move. Perfect. Please fix me. That's exactly <laughs> what I need. Uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Heyman Text Line are both open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're not going to be joined by our usual Wednesday guest, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. He hates us. He's going to join us tomorrow instead at 1.30 uh, because today we heard from Nebraska football head coach Matt Rule. And this is kind of an interesting little situation where normally we hear a, obviously the press conference after the final game, which has been Iowa in years past. Mm-hmm. But then also we'll hear one at signing day, which this year signing day, December 20th through the 22nd for early signing day, just to kind of keep that date in the back of your mind. It's the Wednesday before Christmas. Big fan. But when you look, we we haven't had a coach that I can recall have kind of a end of season wrap up press conference until this year with Matt Rule. Yeah. And so Matt Rule spoke to the media earlier today in a press conference that went about 45 plus minutes. You just kept going. Just continue to take all the questions, which you kind of appreciate. I think you really appreciate it. Uh, when you're when you're wrapping up a season, because there's a lot to talk about, right? There's a lot of unknowns as well in terms of guys who are going to be coming back. Nebraska guys that are going to be entering the transfer portal, guys that Nebraska will try to bring in from the transfer portal. What's their method? What's their thought process on all of that? Um, and then also the staff is certainly a, a conversation right now this season, right? Not necessarily are you firing anybody, but are you going to change roles? Because you'll remember Marcus Satterfield was not supposed to be the quarterback's coach. He was supposed to, he was supposed to be the offensive coordinator and tight ends coach, but then Nebraska had some sort of a falling out miscommunication. Basically a guy that they were targeting said no to being quarterback's coach. So they had to redo some reshuffling. They bring in Marcus Satterfield as the quarterback coach. They went down to Texas, got that former high school coach, Bob Wager to be the tight ends coach. Bob Wager, a couple weeks before the season starts in fall camp, gets has some legal stuff go on. He then gets or then resigns, I should say, and they elevate Josh Martin to tight ends coach, coach full time. So, I mean, you think about just all the stuff that happened over the course of last offseason was maybe not what we planned or what Matt Rule planned to have happen. So I think that's why it brings up a valid reason for asking questions today. Hey, do you do you think that you're going to reevaluate job titles? What each guy is responsible for? What each room 
guy, each guy is for, uh, responsible for. And basically, Matt Rule's response to that was, "We're going to reevaluate everything here in a couple days, a couple weeks." He had a team meeting on Monday. He's going to wrap up interview or not interview, excuse me, meetings with players tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then hit the road on Friday for recruiting. Recruiting rules: you can only see each commitment one time as the head coach. So that's something to also keep in mind. All right. Uh, just because Matt Rule doesn't go and see Carter Nelson first time out or go, doesn't go out and see Grant Bricks the first day that he's out there doesn't mean they're not prioritizing him or any reason to worry about it. He it may wait. Mean, he may wait a little bit longer till so, closer to signing day to go visit those guys. Doesn't mean he doesn't love him. He still does. There you go. He still wants him here. So once again, 402-464-5685. We talked deeply about the quarterback room yesterday, right? Yes. Um. Was that and an actual question or was that just you're just saying it? I was it was a it was a it was a just a statement. It was a rhetorical question. Yeah, it's rhetorical. It. I apologize. Um it's okay. Now we talked a lot about the quarterback yesterday and what Nebraska needs out of that position going forward. We also discussed NIL. More quarterbacks, more I mean talented quarterbacks have entered the portal since we all convened yesterday afternoon around one o'clock or so. Um but a couple of those names, KJ Jefferson from Arkansas is planning to enter the portal. You have maybe Gray- he said he hasn't planning. made a decision yet. I said planning to enter the portal. Okay. Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, a guy that went into the portal last year, mm-hmm. then withdrew and and went back to Coastal Carolina, has now entered the portal as a grad transfer this year. Um, so that's a name to watch, Mogi. obviously. And then we we went through the usual names, right? The uh, Blake Shapins from Baylor. The um, let me look down the list here. Will Howard, Kansas State. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami. The three Michigan State quarterbacks: Noah Kim, Sam Levitt, and Keaton Hauser. We talked about Ethan Kaliak, Manis. Talked about Will Rogers from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Rigo, do you have the quote from Matt Rule? It on, should be in here, but I'm not sure what it's labeled. Okay, under. so, so there's one that says evaluating quarterback play in 2023. So I was talking about Jeff Sims. Yeah. Basically, Matt Rule said something along the oh, lines. Will Nebraska look into the portal for there a you QB? Go. And, and the, the question here was actually from, from our very own Steve Sipple, who was who asked Matt Rule a basic question of, do you feel the need that you have to address the quarterback room through the portal? And in a way saying, are you going to go get a quarterback or are you confident enough in the guys that you have in the room? And I was somewhat caught off guard here by Matt Rule's answer, let me know your thoughts. Four six four five six eight five. Here's Matt Rule on whether or not they feel like they need to get a quarterback out of the portal. Um, I think that I think that the, the portal for me is uh, I either want to if we go to the portal, I either want to get someone with multiple at any position, someone with multiple years. I think is on caliber with the guys that we have, or someone who's uh, instant impact upgrade. You know, like someone who can make a difference. Um, Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So um, you know, we're 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 uh, we just kind of believe in we just kind of believe in doing things like the old school way, the hard way, building. But that doesn't mean we won't look at people in the portal. It doesn't mean it's just we did it last year, right? It just means um, they have to be clearly an impact player for us if they're like a one-year player, or they have to be someone that has multiple years to get in our program and develop. So, so okay, let's f- first things first. 
I I do appreciate the how candid and open Matt Rule is about this. Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches they'll I don't want to say beat around the bush, but they don't really want to talk about NIL openly in a public forum. And obviously, this is a, a public space where we're playing it on radio shows, and they they broadcasted it on YouTube and Twitter and and all those uh, platforms. Matt Rule's pretty open about the 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 transfer portal market. He mentioned that for a a quarterback, you're looking at one to two million dollars, right? That could come back to bite him. It could. So so now here's the thing, though. Looking at Nebraska, right? He was very, very adamant, and you can tell the disdain from Matt Rule saying, yeah, I, like I don't want to pay a guy two mil. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a coach that pays a guy four mil or five mil or six mil, like he mentioned, to was come it, be a quarterback. Was it six mil or was it six $1 million players? But nonetheless, he doesn't want to get into that business, Yeah, whatever that case is. And I think in that instance, he was talking about there's single guys making $6 million, quarterbacks specifically. That's crazy. Now, I think none of us that don't have access to Transfer Portal aren't in those conversations, don't really, frankly, I don't want to be involved in those conversations, don't have a true grasp on how much money is flowing behind the scenes. Seems tricky. Um, and, and, and frankly, like we don't know how guys set markets. Like We have the on-three valuation right but how close is that to but how, how accurate is that like, yeah is like is will this... rogers who i think on on three last time i checked had like a six hundred eighty-three thousand dollar valuation like is that his asking price is or, that too little or, is that too much well, no is that his asking price or is he going into these conversations with coaches saying listen i can this is my valuation online mm-hmm. but i can bring this amount to you and here's why and then it starts this bidding war like is that is that how we've gotten to these one one point five two million dollar quarterbacks, like Matt Rule is talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, the second piece of it, Matt Rule, and and we said this yesterday. I'm I'm of the belief where I'm like sitting here going, you know what? If if you can go out there, financially speaking, and go get a guy that has two three years left that you know is going to be able to make this not, not not a bridge but basically be a bridge to growing your program while guys below him on the depth chart develop mm-hmm. then i think that's worth it for the long term for the long term because if i'm sitting there going all right we're going to pay this guy x amount of money in order for all the guys below him to develop so that in 2 years they're ready to go and we don't have to go back out mm-hmm. And pay a guy two mil at that time. It could be the market could be three, four yeah. million. You don't want to go back to back years right? spending all that money. Like it feels like it's beneficial for this time rather than saying, you know what, we're not going to be as good of a program as we probably could next year. We're going to rush this guy's development or rush this guy to see the field at quarterback nonetheless, which mm-hmm. in college football is hands down, you have to have a stable guy at quarterback Got hit. today and in today's game. That's going to hurt not only that season, that's going to hurt that player's development, the outlook for Nebraska football in this case. Also, the guys around him that want to play with that guy. Mm -hmm. You talk about attracting talent and you talk about recruiting. Are you going to be able to get a high-level wide receiver to come to Nebraska, whether that's through high school ranks or whether that's through transfer portal, if you don't have a quarterback that can deliver the mail? I I don't know. Like Guys look at that stuff. And so I view it as this. Matt Rule obviously is not a fan of 
NIL or the, the, the paying this amount of money. He's a fan of NIL. He's talked publicly about it. He likes that guys get paid. He has no issue with it being a former NFL head coach. He said, guys were making more money than me all the time. I don't care about that. Now, we also know Nebraska and the 1890 Collective are believed to have a pretty good financial backing. Mm-hmm. I just wonder at when you're talking about long term, and we'll never know the true answer from Matt Rule, unfortunately. Speaking long term, is it worth it to go out, drop a million, drop 800,000, drop 1.5, whatever that number is, mm-hmm. on a guy that's going to be able to go out there, not only bring in more talent around him because guys want to play with him, but also has the ability to take over a game, as Matt Rule called him, an instant impact, impact player? Is that worth it? So that way, guys like Daniel Kalen, a guy like Chubba, Chubba Purdy or Heinrich Harburg, who are behind them, can develop. Because you want to talk about having a program that's all developmental-based. That's great. But if you're rushing Daniel Kalen out there day one when he's not ready to go because you didn't want to spend X amount of money on a guy to bring him in and help everybody out, mm-hmm. that's where I start to scratch my head and go, oh boy, this could be a longer process than maybe we're ready for. Yeah, and I respect Rule for, you know, not wanting to go out and, you know, get those one-year guys right away. But I've said it before, to me, the transfer portal is more like a Band-Aid. Like, you you bring somebody in to fix a hole that you have, to, to, to fix a scratch that you have that maybe somebody else isn't going to be able to fill. So you bring mm-hmm. somebody in to fill that void, but you still build up through who you have on your roster. You build up through the high school ranks, through the JUCO, through all of that. And I respect him for wanting to do that. But in today's game, the transfer portal is so big. And you've seen teams who, again, still are having success, mm-hmm. but not to the level that they used to. A Clemson, who, yeah. who Dabo Sweeney has refused to use the transfer portal. He's not, he's not big on the transfer portal. He, you know, he's, he, he is famously quoted as saying, when players start making money, that's his last day being a coach. Well, he's still coaching, but um, he, he refuses to use the transfer portal. Now you're seeing, you know, Clemson, who was in national title, you know, talks year after year after year before the transfer portal got big. Now they're still good. They're not, they're not a bad team. They're still good, but they're not in that top 10 range anymore. And that's something where in today's game, the transfer portal is important to not building your entire program around supplement your roster, but yeah, supplementing your roster is to filling the gaps that you have holes in. And right now with Nebraska, Unfortunately, that hole is a really big one at quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot of gaps, right? And and you feel like, I mean, Matt Rule talked about in this this scope, right, where you're looking at in the middle of the season saying, yeah, you know what? We're going to put this guy out there to preserve this other guy's redshirt, right? Even though the the guy that's going to redshirt might be more talented at this point, we're going to put this first, you know, option A out there Mm -hmm. instead of option B just to preserve his redshirt. And I'm, I'm for that. That's called... Roster management, that's called game management. That's called knowing your your program. And, and that, you gotta do. there are zero complaints there for me on the Matt Rule front on that side. And and frankly, like this isn't a complaint about Matt Rule for me. I, I sit here and I just wonder, and this can be like a big picture college football conversation, just coaches in general, if they don't like the NIL piece of it or the transfer portal piece of it, more importantly, mm-hmm. that's okay. But now, in today's age of college football, you kind of have to figure out a way to incorporate it. Because if you don't, you're going to get left behind in the dust. Now, I'm not saying Matt Rule can't develop high school guys and make Nebraska into a, a top 25 program and 
and a, you know, a consistent bowl program. Once again, I'm not saying that at all, but when you talk about filling gaps that are going to help Nebraska for the immediate future, yeah, go. It's okay that if you don't want to spend seven mil on a guy, please, no, don't spend seven million on a guy because then you have to worry about return on investment and, and ROI. Like you have to worry about all those other pieces that come mm-hmm. with businesses. Yeah, but don't just instantly put a blanket statement on it of like, listen, they have to be this, 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 and if not, then we're not paying them what they're going to ask. I, I, I think sometimes like there's going to probably have to be sacrifices in in, in Nebraska football right now. And whether that's financially, whether that I I don't know what the case is. I was thrown off guard by the response, though, I think, because. The way he makes it sound is that, yeah, listen, if a guy comes by for the avail, the the, the right price, then, yeah, we'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll look at him. We'll look at him. But that can't be like that. That doesn't feel like an aggressive approach. And I, I think doesn't feel aggressive after, enough after we saw the quarterbacks this season. Right. Like. You have Heiner Carberg that somewhat regressed, and maybe that's on the coach. We don't have to go down that road. Again, they didn't have the quarterback coach they wanted. They may, I mean, Heinrich somewhat regressed over the course of, of playing games. Mm-hmm. Jeff Sims, we know the turnover issues. And Chubba Purdy, do we is, even is know? So weird. It's such a weird situation with Chubba Purdy because unfortunately he's always hurt or always banged up. It yeah. feels like. And you don't know what you see at practice. You don't know what you're seeing in prep or on scout team. Like you don't know necessarily the situations with Chubba Purdy, but then he became the fans favorite after Wisconsin or before Wisconsin, because he led that 90 yard yeah. drive and the other two quarterbacks were, were playing pretty poorly. It's always the backup quarterback, so I, but it's weird with Chubba I, I like, because I don't, you don't know what Chubba is because like you said, yeah. he's always banged up. He's always hurt. You saw him, a little bit last season against Michigan before he got hurt, and then you've seen him in one and a half, one and a quarter yeah. games, one and not even a quarter, I guess, one and a drive games, and even then he wasn't fully healthy. You I, could I, see him, you know, wincing in pain in the Iowa yeah. game. So what? What is Chubba Purdy? Because he could be that guy that you're looking for. I don't know about that, but he could be either that guy or the very serviceable backup that you need. But at that same time, like I said earlier. That statement from Rule saying, you know, it's one, one and a half, two million dollars to bring a quarterback in, that could come back to bite you because if you go to a quarterback and you're not offering that one, yeah. one and a half that you said, they're going to be like, oh, so you don't think that I'm that instant well, impact quarterback that you need? I think it's, it's such a, a slippery slope for coaches because if they talk publicly, and this is why I kind of opened up this whole entire conversation and segment with, listen, I, I do respect and appreciate Matt rule for opening up and being like, Hey, listen, you know what? It, it, the, the markets, it's a bear. It's no, you guys really might not know what's going on. It's, it's one to 2 million. Some guys are getting paid six or seven. And I don't want to like dwell on this, this one sentence or quote from Matt rule, but I look at like last year, right? And last year in the off season, Nebraska goes out, gets Jeff Sims, who, probably didn't play up to standards or expectations or thought that uh, Nebraska was going to, you know, that the, or up to the, the idea that Nebraska thought he was going to play to. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we, we all know the turnover issues. We all know everything that went along with Jeff Sims. Great teammate. Didn't win games. Unfortunately, I, I think you look at maybe the way Nebraska handled the transfer portal last year and this staff handled the portal last year. We know Matt Rule had a relationship with Jeff Collins, the former Georgia Tech head coach, the guy who brought in Jeff Sims. 
Jeff Collins called Jeff Sims an NFL-type quarterback. Matt Rule called Jeff Sims an NFL-type quarterback. And then we know what happened, right? So is that evaluation? Is that lack of aggressiveness in the portal of finding the right guy? Is it a combination of both? So then when we see and hear now today, Matt Rule go and listen, like obviously under, you know, indirectly saying, I don't want to spend over a mil for a quarterback. I think sometimes Nebraska fans might look at that and go, well, why aren't we being aggressive? Why, Mm -hmm. why, Why wouldn't you, if you can go out and find a guy that maybe is from a group of five level that's looking for a step up or looking from a mid-major and looking for a step up. Or maybe it's just if a you, guy at you, a power five that's looking yeah, for a new opportunity. Like if, if you believe in your development, which I think the staff does, why you're, you kind of have to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Now, there's comfort in a nine-year coaching contract. Right? <laughs> there, there's comfort in there. But you can't coach that way. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know if Matt Rule necessarily is, but like you can't. I, and, I, and it's okay that this rebuild or this build, as Matt Rule calls it, not a rebuild, mm-hmm. takes three, four years. But if you once again go in next season and, you know, goodness sakes, win the first five games or win five of your first six and then finish off with a much tougher slate and don't win a game because of, once again, the quarterback position, people, people, people are going to be looking back going, Maybe Nebraska should have been more aggressive in the portal. Maybe Nebraska should have ponied up a little bit more. Maybe that that's just the day and age of college football. I think, unfortunately, right now, that that's where Nebraska is going to have to kind of, you know, maybe uh, go against their beliefs for one or two seasons mm-hmm. to then benefit years five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, when you get the high school to, guys ready to go. Yeah, it's not saying you need to do it every off season, but it is saying, as he said, you know, an instant impact guy. If you can get a guy, you know, multiple years, one, two years. Just to just to bridge that gap where you can develop the guys that you have in your roster and you can, as you just said, build for years, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight and so on. Look, it's it doesn't hurt you to go out and pony up some money for one season to bring somebody in who's going to help elevate your program, because, look, if you go out there, you spend (laughs) you you go out there, you spend two million dollars on a quarterback this offseason, right? Quarterback comes in leads you to a winning season. I'm not saying anything crazy. I'm not saying playoff. A winning yeah. season. You go to a bowl game. You know, the offense is humming. The offense is clicking. The defense is still doing what it has to do. You just lose a couple games by some, you know, some bad luck or whatever happens. You know, Nebraska, whatever happens, happens. That will then go, you know, trickle down the recruiting ranks, trickle down to the high schools, and they'll say, oh, look, Nebraska is having a successful season. Nebraska is doing well. They're, you know, trending in the right direction. And then you get those high schoolers and you can go with that developmental approach that Matt Rule wants to go with. But first, you need to show progress. You need to show that your program has developed into a better program. So if you want to do that, maybe you do have to pony up a year, two years. It's not it's not going to hurt you that much. Yeah, I, I, I am curious. I mean, and I, I do agree, though, I think and there is value in finding guys through the portal specifically that offer more than just one year, right? Grad transfer quarterbacks, they're great for bridge guys if you have a guy waiting in the wings that just needs another year, mm-hmm. right? We saw that with with other with other staffs and how they handled quarterback situations. Now, I think there's a lot of value in bringing out or bringing two guys that have two or three years remaining of eligibility, right? Look at Bo Nix. Had a, had, a, had a serviceable year at Oregon year one with the Ducks. Man, made a heck of a jump in year two. Same with Michael Penix. It made a heck of a jump in year two. 
And I think a big part of that is once again, that surrounding cast is for, for example purposes only here for hypothetical purposes only Nebraska goes out, gets, I don't know, Tyler Van Dyke who has multiple years remaining. Okay. That's just the name that I just pulled out of the portal that most, a lot, a lot of people will know. Yeah. Not a grad. Tyler Van Dyke comes into Nebraska, has a serviceable year in year two. Nebraska gets six, seven wins, whatever the case may be, and has growth at the wide receiver position, right? Well, then you look forward. All right, Gabe Irvin, you don't know his future. Don't know Ramir or Ramir Johnson won't be there two years down the road here. Emmett Johnson takes a step. At the end of, but what I'm getting at is at the end of 2024, Mm -hmm. after you go out and get Tyler Van Dyke, and you might have to pay a little bit more than you're, you're desiring. Again, hypothetical. Then you're able to go to, to other either portal guys or high school guys and say, look, this is what we do with a quarterback. This is what we do with a, with a, a, a legit guy. Like you, you can play next to Tyler Van Dyke or you can play next to Will Howard or you can play next to KJ Jefferson, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But right now, Nebraska doesn't have that luxury. No. And that's that feels like a pretty big piece on the recruiting trail, whether that's high school or transfer portal. The ability to go for Oregon and able to go to a quarterback and say, hey, look, this is what we can do with with you in two or three years. Or Michael Penix, they were able to go to wide receivers in the portal and say, hey, look, Michael Penix was a a so-and-so completion passer last year. But let's elevate both of the, their games. Well, your, was, your game and Michael Penix's game yeah. and Washington's it game. Was, he, he led the nation in passing yards last year. Let's get him up there and passing touchdowns with you next to him. And so like those things I feel like do play a, a part. And unfortunately, like we said yesterday, if, if I'm Marcus Satterfield, I don't know what you show from this season offensively to recruits. I'm sure there's, there's a couple plays. Like to, to speed guys, how they use Jalen Lloyd mm-hmm. would be a way, right? Speed guys, how they use Malachi Coleman. Um, but in terms of like quarterbacks, I'm not sure what you show them because I don't know if they know what they want to be. Yet. I say, is there a way that you could show them plays? Maybe the play didn't end or end right, but you can show them in all 22 and be like, look, if you were in this situation, look at, you know, this guy running wide open. Look at this guy who's about to be open. Look at this. If you were here, this could have happened here. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that you could do. Like the play, a lot of the plays didn't end positively or, or whatever, but there were multiple times where the offensive play could have worked if one yeah. thing would have gone differently. Yeah, and, and that's going to be, you know, coming down to execution, which, by the way, execution, right? Jay and I talked about it endlessly on the postgame show. We've talked about it on our show. I'm sure every single show here on the station has talked about it. The coaches were certainly at fault this year, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of execution mishaps and lack of execution that caused turnovers, caused fumbles, right? F- lack of fundamentals. That stuff is naturally going to get better from year one to year two, year two to year three under a coaching staff that stays together. But it also helps having some pretty good talent that just goes out and makes plays. And Nebraska might not have that right now. They have a couple guys that are waiting in the wings, the Malachi Colvins, the Jalen Lloyds, the Emmett Johnsons, if you will. And even some guys up front, obviously, right? But in this day and age of college football, there is such a thing as needing an immediate impact, and Nebraska certainly needs an immediate impact at quarterback. And so that that was just kind of one quote that Matt Rule said that's kind of just kind of made my eyebrows go up and and made me, you know, 
peek over the ledge, go, okay, what, what what's now? What what now? What I know. We, what I are know, we talking about? I know. Here? I know. We don't want to spend two plus mil, but you don't want to. You don't want to underpay and go. Yeah, we're only going to pay this guy four hundred grand, and he's going to get us five yeah. wins. You don't want to miss just because you didn't want to pay somebody. Bingo, bingo. You don't want to look back and say, man, you really wish we would have, you know, navigated that portal <laughs> yeah, differently. You don't want to be sitting on money and just like, oh, could have got this guy if we would have just. You know, so nonetheless, sit up. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, let's talk a little hoops as Nebraska gets ready for Creighton on Sunday. Nebraska volleyball gets ready for the NCAA tournament on Friday. A lot of stuff still uh, going on and happening in the city of Lincoln. We'll talk all about it coming up next on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 937 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 